Welcome to Off the Ledger, presented by the MICPA, a conversation designed to help grow your leadership skills and take you further in the accounting profession. This is Off the Ledger, and I'm Joe Colosi. Today's guest is Stacy Shabel. Stacy is a Senior Vice President and Chief Audit Executive at Jackson National Life Insurance. In 2019, she was recognized by the MICPA and AICPA as a woman to watch, and by Crane's Detroit Business as a 2018 Notable Woman in Finance. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you, Joe. Fantastic to be with you here today. Great to have you. Uh, Our topic for today is finding the right fit as a young professional. So my my first question, what should a young professional look for as the right fit at a company? Yeah, I think this is a tricky one, right? Because you really have to think about what you want as a young professional and what your goals are. And so, you know, when when I'm mentoring others around uh, what they're thinking about for their career, I always tell people to really do some soul searching and think about what are your, what I would call very simply your likes. So what are the things that you think at this point in time you really need um, out of a, a role and opportunity? And then conversely, what are your, your dislikes, right? What are those things that if they're a large part of your job or they're happening at an organization that you work for, that you really wouldn't like. And so that sounds like a very simplistic, easy thing to do, likes and dislikes, but it's really not. Uh, so I would encourage you know a young professional to take a stab at that, to think about what are their likes? What are their dislikes, right? Do they like fast paced? Do they like slow paced? Do they like a team environment versus an individual environment? Are there certain things that they really value as far as community involvement or other things that an organization does? And write those down, right? And then as you're evaluating organizations, think about how that organization plays into your likes and dislikes. Because reality is, if you're happy at work and you feel like you're working for a place that aligns with your goals, you're probably going to be more successful, right? And, you know, we spend a lot of time at work. You're going to have a better time doing it as well, which is important. Sometimes it's just as simple as putting pen to paper. I think we all think in the back of our heads, we know what we want. We know what we don't like. We know what we do like. But uh, just uh, in everyday life, I've, I've used that method of just just put it down on paper, type it out if you like, but uh, put it in those two columns and you'd be surprised how it shakes out and kind of answers your questions for you. Uh, yeah, I'd- yep. And don't be afraid to change it over time because I would say, you know, what that list started out for me long ago, has I've learned, right, from every opportunity, every role, every place you work, um, every area you work in in a company, you learn and then you can modify that list and then you can continue to think about what makes you tick, right? What makes you excited to come in every day um, and really aligning that with the company you're working for, like I said, really important so that you are excited to come in every day and give your best and be be part of a fantastic team. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think back to when I was first starting out, oftentimes the culture of a company was, you should be lucky we're hiring you <laughs> or, or you should <laughs> yeah. be, you know, that's, that's our whole thing is what you get for working here is a paycheck. So it's kind of interesting uh, as time has gone on and especially uh, in the current uh, climate we're in, people do have choices. People do have the ability yeah. to, to kind of go where they want to go or do what they want to do. If what's some red flags that someone isn't at the right company, if, uh, if they're, if they're already working there, is there anything they should kind of keep an eye out for to say, you know, outside of that gut feeling of this is wrong. Is there other things that they should look out for? 
Yeah, I mean, I really do think it goes back to understanding yourself and continuing to evaluate your likes and your dislikes. And if, you know, you, what, what the company is doing or, or how it's going isn't aligning with your likes and dis- dislikes, I would encourage you to step back and, and take a thought about that. Is it just because you're new and you, you know, you have, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, nerve wracking to make a change. And so you haven't been, been there long enough and then seek out some good mentors in the company to help you work through kind of, you know, these are the things I'm looking for. I don't see that here. Are they here? And I just don't see them yet because of where I'm at. Um, are there other you know, opportunities at the company? And then I would say, use your network. You know what I mean? It's easier than ever now to create a big network, you know, from social media and, you know, while virtual conferences aren't always the best for networking, I mean, they do get you exposed. You can attend a lot more, um, a lot more peer roundtables, sitting at your computer and not having to travel around as well. So I would say try to make the best of, of your network and utilize those folks and talk openly about what you're looking for. I'd say word of mouth and talking with others, either at your company around what you're looking for and whether the company has it or with your network are you know, some of the most important ways to get, you know, real unfiltered views of either the company you're working for or a company that you're thinking about, thinking about joining as well. Is there a time frame just kind of uh, in your experience? Cause uh, you mentioned when you start off, everything's new and you don't know and you can't yeah. tell. And I feel like there's often two kinds of people. There's the person that walks in something's wrong and they go, not for me. And they leave. And then there's yeah. the person that gives, you know, a thousand chances and keeps going, no, it'll be better tomorrow. And I think, you know, obviously we want to try and get somewhere in between. Is there an amount of time where you say, give it a try. And then if, if it's not meeting it at a certain point or, 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 or is there a minimum time or a maximum time of, of that in your experience? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like a six to 12 months. You know, you've got to give yourself time to get ingrained, to figure out all the things that are going on. If you're working for a large, complex organization, like I said, you might not see all the things that are there. And so there might be opportunities to do some of the things you're looking for, but you just can't see them from your your current role. And, you know, probably when you're first starting, your current current role is going to be a little overwhelming and <laughs> trying to get to know to know that that role as well. And so I think, you know, you want to try to be in any role for, for a year, right? So if at that six month mark, you need to start evaluating and having discussions around what else might be available at your company, I would, I would encourage you, you to do it. I think, you know, the other thing is that sometimes some of the value that you're going to get from your role might not be in your company. I think I mentioned a little bit opportunities to engage in the industry. And I would say you can get a lot of value from sharing knowledge with others, having discussions around, you know, your own personal growth and any, you know, challenging things you're encountering with others. And so I would say that, you know, if you take your role, not just at your company, but also what it might, you know, give you exposure to in the industry as a whole, I think sometimes you can find some other opportunities as well to either stretch yourself or increase your happiness factor if, if a certain thing isn't available in your current role today. That's great advice. I think oftentimes people assume it's a very black and white kind of thing. This isn't working for me. I need to go somewhere else. It's yeah. uh, it's pretty healthy, I think, to try and look around and say, is there something else here? I'm already in. I've done the the footwork of getting in here. I know the 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 people, the culture. Is there something I'm better suited for here or a better group? So that's, I think, really great advice. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the things are changing, as you mentioned, 
employees have a lot of different opportunities today. The only way companies are going to know what people want, obviously they can, you know, engage externally and see what surveys are saying, but I would encourage people to speak up as well because companies want their employees to be happy, right? It creates a better environment, better results it's shown over time. And so really speaking up and saying what you're looking for, I mean, maybe I think many companies are going to be looking to adjust and they're just, you know, making sure they have enough data to do so to make sure they're doing the right thing for their company as well. Perfect. Yeah. And this is a great segue here because we've actually talked with uh, Paul Bryant from Plant Moran about auditing company culture. And uh, now we've talked about what young professionals can look for. What do you think companies can do to attract those young professionals or, or to keep them too? Yeah, I think it's really having a clear view as a company of who you want to be, right? What are your ways of working? And really that needs to be set at the top, right? It's your, your code of conduct, your, you know, ways of working statements, your purpose statements as a company, and really making sure that those are not only expressed, but ingrained in what you're doing and filtered down throughout the organization. Um, from an internal audit perspective, I mean, we can definitely, help our boards, committees, leadership team in assessing like how well that's going, right? How well is that culture and that purpose statement being filtered down through the organization? We we actually do that in every audit. So as we're doing every audit, we think about ways that we can, you know, get good concrete testing around those types of things. And we also at the end of each audit assess our experience against our code of conduct. So to make sure that if there are any flags as we're as we're working or there's anything that, you know, we think the leadership team would want to know to make sure that the right things are happening and we can, we can flag that right away. We also do culture audits, I think, as you were, you were mentioning, and that's really using surveys and other methods to, you know, assess against that very clear purpose, code of conduct, et cetera, that's set from the top. So a lot of the surveying we've heard about is usually with former employees. Is it something you recommend doing with active employees as well? Yeah, yeah. So we we actually um, have an employee survey that we do very often uh, in our company. And so I think, you know, our company really, really values that and making sure that we get feedback on a regular basis and, and taking concrete action in response to that feedback. And I would just say as, as a leader at the company, um, if you're leading your internal audit team, especially and really any team, right? But as an internal audit leader, we should be setting an example for the company. And so just as an example on employee surveys for our, our team usually ranks towards the top, right? And that would be my expectation as the leader of internal audit, we should be setting that example for the company and helping push down and ingrain that code of conduct and culture and purpose. That's great. Do you mind sharing uh, if you know what kinds of questions you're asking on those surveys? I imagine they vary from survey to survey, but stylistically... Yeah, so there, I mean, I think the survey that we use is pretty standard in the industry, but it really is focused on what's happening in the company today. And so um, I think our leadership team has done a really good job of focusing those questions accordingly. It, a lot of it would be around happiness, engagement, those kinds of questions where if you use a professional firm, they can help you ask the right questions to be able to test how engaged your, your teams are, right? How happy are they at 
at the organization? How, how good are we communicating? Which I think was really important as, you know, a lot of people are working from home. It's a different environment to communicate in. Yeah. Uh, I know in addition to our, our big company surveys, I surveyed my team a number of times just to say, are you getting all the information? Cause we used to see each other a lot and now right. we still see each other, but it's a lot, it's a lot different. And the ad hoc conversations, um, you know, aren't there. For sure. And I think one of the other things you touched upon that I think is real important is that companies are equally as interested in making sure it's a right fit, correct? Yeah. Uh, It's not a one-way street. No, I mean, I think even more today, right? I think as you mentioned at the beginning, we're not in the, hey, you you come here, I give you a paycheck. That's our relationship, right? I think right. I, you know, the war on talent is real. I've used that that quote in a number of presentations I've given in, in industry forums. And, and it's true. And I think companies, they do want to, number one, they want to attract the right talent and have the best and the brightest so that they can be innovative and accomplish their goals. And the only way they're going to be able to do that is to make sure they're creating that environment that is, you know, a, a place where people people want to work. And again, I've been lucky enough to be uh, employed by one of those places for a number of years. So that's pretty fantastic. No, um, that's great. But, but I do think as I talk with my peers and people outside just the financial services industry, that is a goal of companies. They want people to be happy. They want them to be able to feel valued, to, you know, feel productive, to really be excited to come in to work every day. That would be the ideal, right? For sure. Yeah, I know. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Wrapping up here, I just want to kind of ask you one last question. It could be related to the topic or it could be completely off topic if you like, but what's something that you wish someone had told you when you were first starting out? It's the first couple of years, wherever you started. And what's something you wish you just would have known at that moment that you know now? Yeah, really, I will just say, like, keep your eyes on your own paper. And that doesn't mean don't be strategic or visionary or anything like that. What I mean there is as you think about your own goals and the places that you want to go and what makes you tick, right? What gets you excited? What makes you tick? That is going to be unique to you. And so instead of looking at what everyone else is doing or everyone else is trying to do, really, as we talked at the beginning, putting that pen on paper and, you know, you're not going to have it figured out right away. So it's not like putting that, you know, etching that in stone. It's really putting it in paper or putting it, putting it in pencil on paper is even better so that you can adjust it as you go along, but really trying to stay true to what makes you tick? What works for you? What are the things that you enjoy? What gives you the most value? And, and really not thinking as much around what other people might see as success or might what other people might see as things that are fit for them because it's going to be different for you. Well, if there's anything anyone takes away from it, I hope it's that because I think uh, I think it's all too often that people, it's too easy to compare yourself to your neighbor. And yeah. uh, while you guys may be going through a similar situation, they could have been there longer, they could have been there shorter, and you have no idea about anything else going on. So knowing that goes a very long way. That's all for today's Off the Ledger. Uh, I'm Joe Colosi. Our guest today was Stacy Shabel. Stacy, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Joe. It's my pleasure. 